There's something about the word diagnosis that tends to make us uneasy. Whether it's our hearts, lungs, or other organs, we worry about the results and what to do next. At Kaiser Permanente, our team of specialists care for you and about you, working together, creating a treatment plan specific to your diagnosis and total health. So from primary to specialty care, find reassurance in a great team of healthcare professionals committed to your healthy recovery. Visit kp.org slash specialty care to learn more. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. on The Walking Dead. I'm not letting my men take five armed strangers into Hilltop. I say we take our chances, okay? I should be dead. Please, kill me. He's taking a stubborn interest in blacksmithing. Oh, we might be able to help with that. Don't let them get away. We found Rosita outside the walls yesterday, and uh, Eugene's missing. We're headed up to go find him. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Indie Radio presents Talking About Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. The show that breaks down all new episodes of your favorite zombie TV show right here on IndieRadio.org. And now, here are the hosts of the podcast, Kente, Jen, and Olaf. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Talking About Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. Tonight we'll be talking about the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. And let me introduce my co-host. I'm going to start off with the one and only Jen. How you doing? Uh, great. Really good. A little bit disconcerted that this is the season mid finale yeah i feel like i feel like time is just slipping right by where did november go i know right it's over man what is going on i i feel like we are so close to the end of the year that it's i can almost smell the gunpowder and the fireworks it's a little scary yes very scary also joining us is the one and only Olaf Barbosa. How you doing, Captain Olaf? I am doing fantastic. It's been another great, great day in the great state of Indiana. And uh, second, as Jen says, it's like it's already the mid-season finale. Really? Wow! <laughs> it's time has flown. Yes, yes, it's yes. Gone by quickly. Been fun and been been loads of fun but it's gone quick <laughs> yeah I, I feel like this year we had our own flash forward i mean the yes. walking dead did it and then somehow we went along for the ride like where did all this time go well Too yeah crazy. because in other words i i mean november's almost over with uh and it's like december is just literally right around the corner it's like wow <laughs> You're, yeah, this time year's, to start counting this, down yeah. shopping days till Christmas. But now we have something new. Now we can count down the number of days until the new... Uh, no, I shouldn't say the new. Until the next part of The Walking Dead. I mean, like, we could actually measure that, right? Didn't they announce that tonight? Uh, yeah. So that's kind of exciting. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it usually they usually start it like the day before or the day after Valentine's. <laughs> it's such cosmic timing. Yes. 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 Um, and uh, let's go over real quick some uh, news from last week. Uh, we, you know, people have been scared about the uh, loss of Rick to the show uh, or Andrew Lincoln. And, um, you know, of course, the ratings are down this year overall, but um, it, it's hold pretty steady post Rick. Um, hmm. You know, um, very, very little has this um, has the ratings have dropped. And uh, I guess that's pretty good, right? Yeah, it is good. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting after the break what happens. But, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting uh not a huge drop off so uh for those who oops sorry about that for those who may have wondered uh this is the rating number right here on this side um so uh it's been pretty steady this is rick and uh no rick so here we go all right so let's get into the episode tonight um uh so much to talk about uh this episode was entitled evolution and, um, you know, and it was also the mid-season finale. And I'll read the, uh, the um, synopsis. This is a small rescue mission braves a dangerous herd in their hunt for a missing comrade, only to discover a surprising threat that could doom them all. Now, if you haven't seen this episode, uh, of course, we're going to spoil it. So, uh, you know, this, we're going to talk spoils, spoilers, and I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to get right to it. Um, this episode ended with a uh, tragic death on the show. Uh, probably, you know, I think I would say he's a fan favorite. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Jesus, uh, he doesn't make it, unfortunately. And, uh. It was a great scene uh, in that it wasn't okay. It was kind of cheesy, cheesy at first with the slow mo and all of that, but the way that he went out was pretty, pretty awesome, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a wicked little twist at how he went out. So I, it was like you're like when you're watching that particular part of the scene, and it's like when you see the what you think is a Walker duck, you're like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> He just ducked, <laughs> you know, that, that's, then you realize it's not a walker. No, it's in fact, um, a whisper, whisper. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yeah. yeah the it, whispers. It, was, it was, it was a whisper yes. and wasn't that the one they consider beta? I think it's the one that actually, uh, that actually took out Jesus. Yes, you are correct. And um, so, all right, so I, I know people have been asking for the Whisperers for a long time on the show, and we finally got them. Uh, Jen, who is our resident expert when it comes to uh, um, The Walking Dead uh, comic book, uh, did it live up to it for you? Uh, I mean, so far, <clears throat> I think they're, they're de- the, the, you know, the reason that the Whisperers are so terrifying is because it's, it's a little bit different. We've all seen them, the the survivors, use walker blood 
to confuse the walkers, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we've all kind of seen how well that works, but what kind of psychological impact it has on them. I mean, it's not just gross. It's think about how they segregate the people who they burn and the people that they bury and why that's so important to them. This group is, I mean, think about what that really means. They, they're not just, it's not just that they're wearing the skin of walkers. I mean, it's, it, if you saw how they had to unattach that, that the, the basic face piece that, that, uh, that he was wearing, it's involved. So there's a lot of dedication to doing this. And that is terrifying. And, and I don't want to say why they do it. I mean, obviously, we might kind of know, but there's a whole kind of nice little story that goes along with this, which I hope will unfold in the next part of the season. Okay, so if you haven't there read the comic book and you do not want to be spoiled, I'm going to read a little bit from the uh, Walking Dead fandom wiki uh, about the Whispers. Yeah, there's definitely some spoilers up on the wiki. Yeah, so if, you know, put your fingers in your ear if you don't want to hear about it. But we're not going to spoil the TV show, but we're going to definitely, I'm just going to read a little bit. It really gives you a, a little background to it. So uh, it's not much of a spoiler, but they may consider it. So uh, I believe they first appeared in volume 23, Whispers Into Screams. And this was published in... Uh, April 29, 2015, not that long ago. And um, it says, as the threat of a new group known as the Whispers emerges, tensions arise with the hilltop after Carl loses his sanity. Uh, many start to question both him and Maggie's leadership. Meanwhile, Jesus, having captured a member of the Whispers, realized a full scale, the full scale of the new threat placed on the hilltop. And... Um, uh, going in oh maybe i should be showing this on my screen when i'm reading that might help um so it says the whispers are a mysterious group of survivors who disguise themselves with romer skin to blend in with them and not get noticed they are first introduced in issue i'm sorry 130 um the uh yeah yeah volume yeah that was right okay served as primary antagonist group of the series, uh, volume 22 and new beginning, uh, which was the name of the, uh, the premiere episode of this season, um, beginning to volume 27, the whisperer war, uh, after alpha and beta's death, the group collapses. Okay. So that is, you know, I'm not going to read too much more into too much more, but if you want to know more about the group and actually I'll add that to the, um, to the show notes. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the reason that I like the, this particular storyline is because <clears throat> the whisperers sort of, uh, bring the walking dead back to, um, they bring it back to a, a central storyline, which minus the, uh, the war over, you know, resources and supplies and stuff is sort of centered around, look, there are the walkers and they are a threat, but the biggest threat to their own survival is basically the living. And in a, in a really uh, sort of a, an overarching way, 
the whispers bring that threat to life, so to speak, um, mm -hmm. in a way that we haven't seen before. I mean, they sort of like embrace the terror of the dead and create their own kind of like cult society around it. But it, but it still goes back to this core understanding that it is always the living that cause the biggest problem for the survivors, not always the dead. And I find that to be such a fascinating strain to kind of explore and look at. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, that's very well said. I agree that uh, that's the case. My question to you, though, is, um, you know, I know it's very early into it, but, um, you know, do you like this as as kind of an intro to the storyline from the Yeah, and it, it, it kind of seems like maybe they might be uh, combining a couple of things together, some other storylines together with the Whispers, which maybe is not such a bad thing. Maybe there's some good things with it. and. So I actually, I had, uh, I had not heard because it's been so long, but someone on Twitter had mentioned that back in season three, Morgan mentioned that he had seen people wearing dead people's faces. So these people must have been around or some iteration of them must have been around for quite some time if Morgan saw them back in season three. Right. Oh, it was in that clear episode, right? Yep. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the one. I, I don't have Twitter up, so I can't tell you exactly. But I, I, I even I didn't remember that. So that was and we good. just thought that he was crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, didn't it seem like it, right? <laughs> I, I don't feel like that would be too far off the mark. Yeah, he he was a little off. He was a little off the you know his cheese kind of slid off the cracker a little bit in in that season. So yeah, him saying saying that and it's like yeah, he's lost it <laughs> of course <laughs> now you know the whispers have been around you know since the beginning you know and the only reason that we that they show up now they finally got close enough to the camera that we could hear them because they were too far away you couldn't hear them whispering to each other now they finally got close enough we could hear them <laughs> i was wondering where that was going <laughs> <laughs> hilarious funny. you're funny um uh-huh. So, okay, so let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> he didn't uh, come back. I know, right? He's, he'll be back in three days. No, oh. uh, is that blasphemous? Let me not say that. Uh, but uh, I, You know, for a moment, I really thought, for a moment, I really thought that he actually wasn't dead. I thought that Aaron would lean down and, you know, he would be, like, hurt and suffering and whatever, but that they would be able to save him. I was really sad that that isn't what happened. Yeah, that is sad. That is sad. Well, especially now because, okay, so now Hilltop really doesn't have any kind of leadership. Maggie's gone. We don't know where she is. She's off screen someplace. That's, you know, that's Jesus another thing is, is, is you know, <laughs> okay, we see Rick fly off in the helicopter, and then the next episode is like a six-year time jump and just Maggie's not there. Where'd she go? Well, it, something big happened. I mean, and I think we get even more confirmation of that tonight because of the talk between Michonne and Carol about right. decisions that were made and, 
you know, the fact that, okay, if Alexandria is, is not doing this, it's, it means that Alexandria is, you know, looking out for their own and man, it, it's, it sounds like something really major went down. Yeah. And I, yeah. Um, cause I, for a minute, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I, was, I, I was a little bit confused with tonight's episode. Cause I'm like one, wait a minute. Okay. They jumped like six years or five years, six years. I, I'm, Felt like that I missed something. Like, what, it, what? What am I missing here? You know, I it just kind of with the time jump and Maggie not being there, and why is it that Michonne hadn't been to Hilltop or nobody said anything to her that Maggie was gone? You know, she didn't seem to really know that Maggie was gone when they showed up at Hilltop today, tonight. Well, Wait, and. And that further reinforces this idea that 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 the communities, other than I think maybe uh, the kingdom and hilltop, seem to have some communication together. That seems to be fairly significant. But that Alexandria is sort of the outlier, and they've decided to kind of be unto themselves. That is, and I, you know, I don't know what the reason is. Although maybe it has something to do with Negan. I, I, I don't know. I, it, it seemed it does seem a little bit uh, it, clearly it hasn't been explained. We don't know what happened. But there, right. there's other things too, right? D somebody was mentioning uh, something about uh, a mark that each one of them carries. W. Which I didn't even see myself. Didn't they um, show that in the, uh, one of the earlier se seasons? Did they? Yeah. And did I, I must have just missed it or I'm not paying attention. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know some so, fan, some so, fan some is going to be like some event clearly happened some that didn't just like, break them down. Some event happened that split them up almost irreconcilably. Like there was definitely that's a, not a word. Something broke them up that was irreconcilable. Um, something happened between this group, the the groups that that was bigger than even what we saw the last time and whatever that is it must have been huge because i can't even imagine although carol seemed really friendly with michonne so it isn't like they're arch enemies or anything i mean something seems like it happened on maybe a political level i don't know hmm. i don't I, i'm i'm like you i'm not sure what happened or what who didn't go see who or what you know what transpired to make it all this bad blood between them all but you know it just weird I, I i do want to point out though that i think it was hilarious that the very first thing that henry does when he gets just a tiny bit of freedom is what every single teenager in the world does whenever they get a tiny bit of freedom went and went and got drunk went and got drunk <laughs> i just off of one I, off of I, one drink I, I, I feel like every single writer on The Walking Dead must have a teenage child or something because they all seem to know exactly how to treat it. That was funny. Yeah, he takes, of course, he only takes like one swig out of it and then he's like staggering off through the house like, wow, either some really strong moonshine or he's way overacting, you know, being drunk. <laughs> Poor kid, probably never has been drunk. But you know, you know what was you know what I thought was also really telling about the Henry scene is that Henry decides to kill the Walker, 
when the teenagers think that it's you know okay well probably not uh probably not what's her name she doesn't think so but the boys think it's hilarious and mm-hmm. for henry to jump down in the pit and say if you don't understand why i have to kill this walker then you're probably not going to understand it at all that was big i feel like that was a huge moment like wow that really shows that henry kind of understands something on an adult level that they clearly do not right yeah. like maybe they've been more protected or something oh no definitely yeah um okay so let's kind of go back to uh to jesus's death uh oh god uh <laughs> i hate saying that um so let's go back to uh, his death um you know i'm you know we often criticize the show sometimes for not doing doing it right right and this was definitely a i don't know if it was surprising once he decided to stay there and keep fighting <laughs> you know when he could have could have left but um right. it was definitely a uh you know a, a sad moment don't you think yeah i think it was i i it, not only was i surprised but i was also um a little, I, I guess I was kind of like in a meta way shocked that the show would do that. I mean, I, like you said, he's it's kind of a fan favorite, and also it it really it really seems like they are going out of their way to make Hilltop struggle somehow, as if like okay, well everything is going great, and you have the big wide sweeping shots of how big the place has become and how much they've been able to accomplish and and somehow they have to make them struggle and maybe not having a leader does that i I mean aside from the other piece which is you know showing us like olaf said that the the walker slash not walker ducks that's a big (laughs) deal right yeah yeah it, it was definitely interesting um let's talk about uh dog Dog. Yeah, don't you love his Dog. Name? Yeah. Very creative name. Took him a long time probably to come up with that. What do you want to call him? Dog. That's so Daryl, though. That's so Daryl. <laughs> Dog. Uh, what do, you, uh, do you guys like that? Uh, the use of uh, dog? It, you know you know what's funny? Every time I see the dog and Daryl together, I'm, I, and a lot of times it's the shots that we see them walking away from the camera, I always feel like I'm in a video game. <laughs> it do, I mean, doesn't it? I, I forgot which video game it was that you can bring your dog along with you, but one of them was. It's it's one of those first person. I'm mean, not first person. It's one of those. It's a shooter game. But uh, one of them Duty has did it. That. And I always feel like I'm in a video game. Call of Duty does that as well. Call as, of Duty. That was it. That was as, it. As well as uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, the last one. You can take your dog with you. Chopper. And. <clears throat> And Chopper, you know, you can use him to... Uh... Yeah, but they even gave him a better name, so... Yeah, I like Chopper. Chopper was cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, come on now. I mean, it, that's, you know, very original, his name. And I, that probably took him weeks to come up with. What, what should we call him? Um, dog. I, I have to say, though, he's a really good... He's He must be really excellent with Daryl because... Think about it, right? Daryl used an alarm clock to try to 
draw off the what he thought was the the, Herd, the board. Yeah. And the, there was something interesting when the dog starts to bark that they ignore the dog. And you have to imagine that Daryl has trained this dog or that the dog knows from Daryl, hey, it's in your best interest not to bark when I say don't bark. I've never had a dog do that ever. Sorry. Well, you're not a good trainer. <laughs> <sighs> Apparently. Ooh, you know, I could see a side business now for Daryl. He could be the dog whisperer. Of... Get it? No, never mind. I won't go there. Get it? Dog whisperer? Of the, of the apocalypse. Okay. Maybe he could train the whisperer's dogs by being the dog whisperer. No, that's too far. Okay, no, never mind. Anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I know. I like that when the, when the uh, herd shifted. That was a cool scene. You that know, was because the look on they his completely face completely ignored him. The cool, the look on his face was like, "What the?" Fuck? You know. I, you know, knowing what was coming. I mean, not knowing because I didn't. Yeah, you know, I don't know exactly how they're gonna shoot every single scene but i mean knowing what was coming like okay we know that the the, the herd is not going to behave the way that we think they are still seeing it was still really it, it there was a huge feeling when i saw that i mean there was something structurally wrong in the world like you really get a sense even when eugene is saying no no no, no. they actually talked it there's something really breaking about that because th that's I can only imagine how, what they were thinking at the time and that and the talk about how the walkers might be evolving oh my god that must have been so terrifying to even contemplate it would have been terrifying to me to contemplate yeah because you know evolution of the walkers would be a nightmare right because you know oh yeah I mean, it sounded like ridiculous science, but at the same time, so is having people come back from the dead. So, yeah, he's kind of right. I, we don't know what the heck is going to happen. Yeah. Okay, so let's go, let's talk about um, everybody's favorite uh, Negan. Uh, what do you guys think about first of all the scenes with Negan and um, Father Gabriel? And uh, we'll get we'll we'll save the last part of obviously his exit. We'll save that. What did you think, Olaf? I thought that like his interactions the whole time. Negan was just baiting Father Gabriel. He's just baiting him the whole time, trying to get him to mess up. <clears throat> you know, trying to get thing, you know, trying to get in his head. Cause you know, he was, uh, at one point they were talking and he was like, you should have heard what, uh, Oh, so now you've hooked up r with Rosita now. Uh, huh. Way to go preacher. And he said, Oh, you should have heard what she was saying outside the window, you know? Well, and then, you know, like probably Gabriel was, Yeah. I don't need to hear from you how she feels about me. And his comment, like I said, to get in his head, which it worked. He was like, I didn't say she was talking about you. <laughs> you know, so his whole thing is just to get in Father Gabriel's head, which he managed did, to do. Yeah, I was just going to say, which he definitely did. Oh, yeah. He got in his, he got in his head big time. He got his Hannibal Lecter on. Yeah, he got, yep, definitely got his, got, got his Lecter on. 
Do you, do you think that that's why the door got left open? Yeah, because he got him he got him frustrated and got him you know aggravated and all mad and everything, and he walked out, shut the door, and he was you know he got got him mad enough that he was wasn't thinking clearly and didn't bother about locking it. Just said you know that's it, I'm out of here, and and left the door unlocked. I mean that's that that's pretty big. Yeah, that's that, really that's, big. That's huge. Huge to yeah, get you know to get that happen, but like I said, yeah, it's it's all he's he's using any anybody and everybody he can to just you know try to get 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 in their head and get them to turn against everybody else. That's his whole thing. That's his whole mo is you know pick him off you know uh, pick him off as soon as he can and try to get the best deal you can out of him. What do you think about the fact that he was able to walk on out of there? I mean, we knew at some point that uh, it was going to happen, but uh, I don't know how I feel about uh, how I feel about that. Well, yeah. it's a, it, it, I mean, it's a, um, huh. it's, it, you know, it's an interesting development to go in. First of all, it it's sort of signifies that 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 once again the world is out of order Mm -hmm. but remember negan doesn't have anyone anymore so who he chooses to ally with at this point is going to be potentially as big as him escaping because who is he without anybody he's a guy carrying a bat and don't get me wrong, he's a bad guy carrying a bat. But who is Negan without, you know, bigger Negan? I don't know. I I feel like so much of his time in prison has been sort of hyping him, not himself, but uh, his situation into, see, I'm still the same person, see. but And he did go through some kind of existential crisis, clearly, because Father Gabriel was trying to help him. Um but who he is now, it can't possibly be the same exact Negan that went into the prison. I just refuse to believe that that is, uh, even even for The Walking Dead, that would be a really big stretch. Although I think he would try to go connect. I think he would try to go, you know, hey, where's my homeboys? <laughs> I think he's going to be sad. You think, he, the way it sounds like you may, like you think that he may... Just turn himself in and be like, I don't like this world. Take me back no, to jail. No, I no, I don't think that. But but if but if for whatever reason Negan decided that he was gonna lend his strength to uh either or anybody who maybe was thinking you know, hey, I don't like the way things are going, and maybe this, maybe that. That would, I feel like that would potentially become one of the reasons that uh, that their that their trucy thing, whatever it is that's going on, might fall apart. I don't, I don't know. I, have, I actually have a lot of questions. Maybe Negan decides that uh, you know he wants to put on somebody's dead skin and walk around. Do you think that, that would be amazing? Do you think that what they're trying to go towards? Is him becoming a good guy eventually? No, no, no. Well, no, I don't think he's going to go to be a good guy. But I do think that they may 
you know, pardon the expression, but they may Christ-like sacrifice him. He does something that is, see, Negan wasn't all that bad, or he wasn't not all that bad. He wasn't, he wasn't bad in the end. I don't know, something like that. Because Like he sacrifices himself for some greater good. Because, um, I mean, as it goes along, the people that were most uh, affected by his reign of terror, you know, are starting to drop, right? So maybe the people left behind is like, well, you know what? He has been serving a long time and it's cruel and usual punishment. So maybe, I mean, how long has he been in captivity for six years? Yeah, six years. That's a long time. I mean, you know, I know that the, the plan is for him to stay into it forever, but forever is a long time, you know, and he's, you know, it's not like he's 90, you know, he could live a good long time, especially with them feeding him and stuff. I mean, I don't think anybody would actually think that Negan deserves a second chance. I mean, life imprisonment, I think for most people, maybe seems too nice for Negan. Certainly it seemed too nice when Maggie was attempt, you know, and, and also for Daryl, I, 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 I don't, I don't think that's the situation, but in, in, if Negan thinks that he's going to rise from the ashes, Phoenix like, and, you know, spread his glorious fiery wings and take back over something. I, I feel like that is a very sad and perhaps at the end of his character arc kind of method to, eventually kill him off. I mean, I, I just, I, actually the most cruel thing that I think that could happen is Megan gets a taste of freedom, does some random horrible things and then gets put back in prison. <laughs> I feel like that would be the worst of the worst of the worst for Negan. Are you going off of a comic book or this is just pure speculation? No, this is just my own TV conjecture. Okay. Cause I mean, they show him, in the next on, I don't know if you saw it, where he's doing the little whistle thing and then he's uh, got his bat and it looks like he's, you know, possibly gone back to his old ways. Um, which is probably, But what does he have? He's got nothing. Probably, Carol incinerated everybody. It's probably a, a misdirection, though. Uh, you know, um, I mean, a guy like him, right? He'll, uh, you would think that he would just find new people, you know? I mean, if he, I, he built I, an empire once, in, in his mind, at least in his mind, he probably thinks that he can build another one. I mean, okay, so yes, I see what you're saying, but I, I have to wonder, though, if... First of all, the situation isn't the same. And, the, and weapons are now... It's six years and weapons are now almost obsolete because there's no bullets. So, I mean, what, what few ones there are, they jealously protect. Um, and, and so I don't, I don't know if the situation could even be that way. Like Regan, Negan, Regan, Negan is gonna need to reinvent himself in order to become some big bad again. And I don't know if that's actually where they're going. I, well, I don't. Well, no. What that I'm, doesn't. That I think feels you, wrong. I think you. I'm not saying that I want it or it's what I think is going to happen. But the thing, and I, I'm more or less saying that what he may intend for himself 
is for that to happen. I'm not saying that it's going to happen or that uh, he can make it happen. I'm just saying that he may be thinking at this point in the story that, uh, you know what, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, build an empire again. If you think Here's- about it, if you think about it like this, um, I'm, you know, if you think about it like this, uh, the governor just using him, for example, he was this guy that, that controlled his own territory and he was the leader and all of that stuff. And then he basically lost everything, but then he, re- he got a new army and was able to, you know, <laughs> to basically almost get back to where he was at. So, so just, you know, everybody who hasn't read the comics and who doesn't want to know what happens in the comics, um, because maybe it might be some weird spoiler, although we're in sort of an alternate universe at this point, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you should definitely tune out. Um, in the comics, the Whisperer War is th- it's a thing, and right. Rick is there for it, and Rick actually lets Negan out of his cell. And at that point, he's not allowed to live with anybody. He's just allowed to live far away from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but uh, things mm-hmm. kind of uh, escalate, I guess, with Negan sort of trying to make, not amends, but sort of like make a kind of peace. Um, because it, sort of in a similar way to what happened when Maggie sees Negan in the cell, that's basically sort of the end result of what happens with Negan when she sees him and he's living in the outpost or at the outpost. She, you know, he's so depressed, he's so upset, he's so whatever. She can't even bring herself to think that he's the same person in that in that sense. And so my gut feeling says once again, that there must be some, they must be planning on doing something with him that would maybe further that idea. That that's, that's kind of what I think. But I also, uh, you know, again, they kill off characters so dramatically and Negan seems like the perfect character to get involved with the whisperers do something that sabotages them in some way, maybe for his own gain, but it ends up being for the good of everybody. And so, you know, he's not as reviled and hated. Maybe he, who knows? That's just kind of, I just get this weird feeling like maybe he's not going to go out as a bad guy or less of a bad guy, not not a bad guy. To me, I I don't know, like the way that this, the Negan story, he probably should have died. And I understand that in the comic book, they did essentially the same thing. But honestly, it feels like, you know, unless there's some kind of grand plan, it's like, what's the point of keeping his character around? You know, uh, I mean, you know, we all like, you know, the actor, obviously. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's... Yeah, there needs to be some conclusion to the Negan storyline, I think, is, and I think that that's true. I I feel like narratively that needs to happen, but my guess is that that will happen as a, as a, or in a proxy sense with the Whisperer War, because the Whisperers are many. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not just a, it's not just this little group. There's, Uh, well, I shouldn't say it's not, there's just a little group. There's a lot of them. 
Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I remember uh, years ago when we would do this podcast, um, Cindy, who who was on the show last week, she would be like, I remember she was like, oh, is this going to be the Whisperer storyline? Is you know, <laughs> Like she was all into it and stuff like that. Like she was hoping, you know, uh, and uh, she used to always talk about it all the time. So and uh, wherever she's at, I'm sure she's uh, excited about this storyline. It, it, it's such a good story. I mean, and again, you know, it just brings back and reinforces some of the harder horrors of The Walking Dead, which have been not missing per se, but not as uh, not as focused on because we've had this huge sort of, uh, you know, gang style war between the camps. And so this definitely brings us back to the kind of visceral horror that is supposed to be, I think, more of the walking dead than we've been seeing in the past couple of seasons. Gang style war? Hilarious. Gang style war? I don't know. Turf war? Turf war maybe is the a better jet, word. What is it? The jets and the sharks? The jets and the sharks. Oh my gosh. If any of them start snapping and clapping, I'm out. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Olaf is all for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely all for that. Um, I, yeah. I'm, you know, my, my hope is that, you know, this storyline is uh, pays off pretty well. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, uh, okay. So I, uh-huh. I, I liked the ending, you know, uh, not the ending, I shouldn't say, but I liked the, yeah, I guess kind of the ending. I liked the way that they left it with them being, the mist was really kind of cool. I, I have to say, I didn't think I was going to like it. I thought it was going to be super silly, but it really worked. And I really liked the idea of them being surrounded and not being able to make out a single voice. And it's just like one carcophony of whispers around them. That sounded so amazing. I was actually really impressed with that. I liked it a lot. You know, we do have a role on this show. No use of the word carcophony. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm <missing. laughs> I wasn't aware that we were supposed to use less than superlative syntax uh, no, and vocabulary. No, you just can't I'm say sorry. carcophony. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. You just can't say carcophony. That's the only there, thing. There, there, there you go with them big words again. <laughs> I, I, I promise I'll keep it. I'll, 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 I'll bring it down to... Four, four letter at the uh, minimum uh, six, six letter max. Oh, six letters. That's it. Okay. I'm sorry. My notes were apparently very wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, it's six, six letter. It's like minute, maximum six letter. It's, yeah, otherwise, it's too complicated. Yeah. You know, this is The Walking Dead. This is not uh, The Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Before we, before we get any farther out time's up move on i i just i just have to i have to mention something that i thought was like sort of uh sort of cool um in that when daryl was out there and he said uh if anybody's gonna stay out there it's gonna be me why do you think he said that i think this is his this is their uh attempt at showing like leadership 
quality. Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. That's exactly what I thought. Thank you, Kinte. Yeah, I, I thought they were trying to show him stepping up to the plate a bit. Yeah. Well, it that it's partly that, and, and the biggest thing is he's kind of like a redneck, so he's the only one that's going to survive out there for any length of time. And I would go ahead and say, brother, you can go ahead and do that. I am going to not go out there. <laughs> you know? Because, you know, because, you know, if if he hadn't done that, then might have been him shanked in the back by a whisperer instead of Jesus. Well, Just saying. Well, obviously. Could have been, yeah. Well, you know, Jesus had to make this ultimate sacrifice. Well. Let me stop. <laughs> Every time I say anything, it just sounds so blasphemous. Uh, you know, we'll call him. Yeah, we'll call him Jay. He but, will be missed. He will definitely be missed. We're gonna miss Jesus. Yes. Also, they finally just got his hair right. What the heck? Then they gotta kill him off. That's really sucky, you know. Oh, somebody said, did something big happen in this episode? And then oh, somebody no, wrote, not, Jesus died? No. no. I hope they were kidding. Oh, man. Uh, it was I only big if you actually cared about the character. Right, right. Um, do we care about... Um, um, oh, my God. Uh, the blacksmith kit. <laughs> like, uh, Henry? Henry? Yeah, Henry and Edith. Oh, and Enid? Enid. Oh, gosh. Did any of us think that that was actually going to work out? Because, yeah. no. I mean, no. I didn't. <laughs> no. I definitely Poor didn't. Poor guy. He belongs with the nerdy girl. He does. Why do you say that? Because she's awesome. Clearly, why, she's why just she, absolutely awesome. Why is she awesome? Because she's a nerd? She even tur- she turned her... Well, yeah, I mean, the inner nerd in me says, yeah, that's exactly right. Because she even turned her back on reading the walker. That says something. She's got she a did, good heart. Wait, she did what? <clears throat> she turned her back on when they were mistreating the walker. Mm. When the um, when they were when specifically when they were in the pit or at the pit, she was the only one who said or who turned around and walked away. Well, I say he should get with. Uh... What's her name? Enid? No, Enid, Enid is the other one. Enid is the one that he that Henry saw kissing right. the boy, and that he clearly thought that he had a chance with her. That's why I say he should he should shoot a shot, man. Why? Why not? He that's the girl he I really likes. I, I think she's too sophisticated for him. Why do you say that? I don't know. I just think she is. Also, uh I just think he should end up with somebody more, um, what's a good word for that? Um, Boring. Somebody more, his intellectual speed. Okay, how's the girl? And I don't, how's I don't think girl? Enid is, I don't think she is. She I think she's, I think Enid is way too, huh? Too what? Way too what? I, 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 think, we, I think Enid has grown up way too much to be interested in Henry because she has taken on responsibilities that were massive, bigger, I think, even than Henry has taken on. Uh, okay, first of all, um, Henry beat the crap out of Justin. So, 
like but that doesn't already. just because he beat somebody or a lot of people actually just because he beat people up doesn't mean he's he's matured. Yeah. That just means he's good with his hands. He beat the hell out of uh, Justin. Do you remember that, Olaf? Wasn't that a great scene? <laughs> <laughs> Best scene of the year. <laughs> you are so mean. <sighs> Actually, you know what? Let me find that scene again. <laughs> Track that scene down. Let's, let's take a take a let's uh, really critique that scene. Yes, I mean, it's the play best. it in slow motion. <laughs> He okay, okay. And this point right here, he was thinking, yeah, <laughs> we need to break it down. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love Henry. Henry is an awesome. But can you imagine Henry bringing Enid home to Carol? No. Yeah, no. Why not? She's a doctor. Uh, it just, no. Enid is not right for him. Why? Just, you still haven't explained to me because, why. You just I want just to see him have with a, a core feeling that you just want to she's see just him. not. You want to see him with a nerd. Henry's too sweet. He's such a sweetheart, and Enid is so. I don't know. She's hardened. She's like jaded. I don't like that. I want Henry to stay sweet. Well, he's got. He, you know what? Uh, a, a good woman like her will keep him uh, sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, <laughs> just as a mom, I'm saying I think that boy should just stay sweet. No, stay, uh, no, sweet he as needs he is. To get a, he, he'll have him a doctor, a little hot doctor. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, p- partly okay. It's the end of the world, right? So if you can hook up with anybody, you're probably doing pretty well. See, there you go. You get it. You get it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would say. But um, you just want to see him with a dang nerd. That's what it is. As long as you're not dating a walker, you're probably in good shape. Oh, yeah. That'll probably be me. Those relationships never seem to turn out well. I know, my, I'm the one that'll probably be dating a walker. Be like, hey, be like, hey, she got a little bike to her. <laughs> I, I think the governor tried that, right? I mean, he didn't date a walker, but he was trying to rehabilitate a walker. I don't think it turned out too well. Oh, that was his daughter. That was his daughter. That was that, what that was about, right? And uh, talking about a gruesome scene. Talking about a gruesome scene, yeah. It was. Yeah. I agree. But, um, I totally agree. No, um, no, I, I think though, uh, uh, they 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 really went out their way though to really um, make an effort to uh, to uh, uh, Olaf. What? What I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. You know, as 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 a mid season finale goes, uh-huh. this was not what I expected. What do you mean? I I don't know. I guess I expected something bigger. Uh, I I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I I had a great time. It was really entertaining mm-hmm. and it moved pretty quick. But mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just felt like I felt like uh, in seasons past, mm-hmm. mid season finales are so. Um, they're so they're they're bigger cliffhangers, I guess. I I mean I know everybody's stuck in you know that that little area, and I I get that that's a big thing, but it just I don't know. There's something that feels kind of like anticlimactic. Mm. It just didn't feel like oh wow, this is the big fireworks of the mid season finale. Well, Jesus did die. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I he mean, gave yeah. his life. Well, you know, they did leave some pretty good clips. Okay, Jesus died. Again. And again. And uh, Negan got out. Yeah. And they just showed him, like, the, you know, I mean, as far as you know, he may be still sitting in the cage, you know, when he comes back next, you know, when the season starts <laughs> up again. He could be just sitting in the cage going, neener, neener, neener. I could have got out, but I didn't. You know, you there's know. no way. There, there is no way. The moment that Negan knew that that door was open, do you know exactly what I thought? I thought that's why Michonne told him where Lucille was. Remember how Michonne told him where Lucille still was. I immediately had that thought like, oh yeah, okay, that's exactly why they said that. Michonne had to say that out loud because Negan had to go find it. Right. You know, my first thought when, you know, he figured out the door was open, my first thought was that he's going to get out. Okay, Captain Obvious. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it's been a weird day today. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, that, that, come on, you gotta admit that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was funny, Olaf. That was one of your best. Okay, so, all right, what do you, what are you guys uh, most excited about for the the upcoming season? What is What's the thing? What are the burning questions that you want to see answered? Well, I guess one is what will happen with Negan. Mm -hmm. That seems to almost overshadow most stuff. Uh, Two, I guess, is um, what really happened between Mm -hmm. Alexandria and Hilltop and the kingdom that made them separate so dramatically I would really like to get an answer to that and the third thing is will Daryl ever name dog (laughs) I'm hoping well he already got the name dog true but you know he could uh, he could see the light and decide no he actually needs a personality I don't know possibly (laughs) you know they say I, I, say you I just have one. Wouldn't it be great if Daryl named his dog Eileen? And then every time he called the dog, he could say, come on, Eileen. <laughs> we could sing. No? Okay, never mind. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait, let me... Let me uh... I, I, I feel bad for the dog. I, I actually feel bad that the dog does not have a name. The dog's name is Dog. It makes it easier for the dog to die and us not to care about it. If it has a name, it really does mean more. I don't know. It feels like it means more. Am I, I guess am I, it doesn't. Am I, uh, I think you should name the dog Lucille. Am I a bad person? Because even if the dog had a name, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's not like I'd be like, oh, no, the dog. Yes, that does make you a bad person. Yes, yes. How? Here and now, I will say. Because yes. I care about humans more. <laughs> I'm a terrible bad, person. Bad Kinte, bad. I'm a terrible bad, person because I care about you. Bad Kinte. I know. I'm uh, terrible. I, I just have one concern for, you know, the next half of the season is will dog survive? <laughs> have dog will travel? It's like if dog, if dog will survive. 
pass this season. No, he's getting eaten. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know. You know, that would be that would kind of be a potent leadership symbol too. I mean, Ezekiel has a tiger, Daryl has a dog. Had a tiger. Had a tiger. Ezekiel had a tiger. Oh now, yeah, saw, I'm sorry. I'm, tiger's I, dead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put it in that. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> For anybody who's got hurt feelings, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I just mean you, as a symbol. We saw as a symbol. As, okay, as a symbol, he's dead. Just like yes, your boy uh, is dead. Yeah, I, you know? yes. Well, nobody's using Justin as a symbol. Except me. I have him printed on my pillowcases now. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't think uh, that whole using an animal as your symbol thing uh, has worked out too well. Well, it's like, it's like, I mean, they it does seem like there's, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I mean, they use animals every now and then to sort of portent stuff. But, I mean, the last time that I feel like they really effectively used it was way back when they were looking for Carol's daughter. And the deer was, I mean, that was huge. But they don't really use animals other than the tiger, which was, you know, a, a weapon. They don't really use animals in The Walking Dead as uh, to kind of mean anything. Even the horses feel nondescript. Yeah. And I think they just purely killed off the dog. I mean, the dog, the uh, tiger, because it was like, okay, let's not stop using this because it's cost probably cost too much money or. It was probably yeah, our CGI ass. budget is done. Yeah, so then they say, well, let's kill this motherfucker off. <laughs> you know? Because doesn't you, he last a lot longer on the comic book? You know something that, that, that has not been brought into The Walking Dead yet of any sorts? You haven't seen anything when you talk about the animals? It, we, we've not seen a blind walker with a seeing eye dog. <laughs> Like, if you were blind be- before you were a zombie, can you see now? I don't know. Good question. Would you still need the seeing eye dog? Yeah. And then also, if if you were uh, handicapped before, like, uh, you know, you had a bad hip, like, <laughs> like, would it matter anymore now that you're a walker? Well, you 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 would uh, like you know if you had bad bad hips or whatever, uh, you'd, you'd still have them, but so you'd just kind of drag yourself along and really wouldn't care because you don't feel the pain. Because you're dead. I mean, you're dead. Yeah, yeah is, is I don't think a, you actually really care. Is there a thing called zombie hip? Yeah, because mm. you t- that's why they kind of walk kind of weird because most of them they're you know the hips are shot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, people are listening to this and going, "These guys, really?" It, it's like going, "It's like did 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 it's like did you really have to bring him on tonight? Really, you, <laughs> you let him on? Really? Oh my god!" It's like these guys are <clears throat> these guys are adults. There, yeah. you know, there was there was a really interesting. I think it was a Reddit thread <clears throat> that talked about whether if you are turned a zombie in the zombie apocalypse, whether things like. Uh, cancer continue to grow in your body and stuff like that and the answer is no because your body is decaying right and it's decaying i mean in front of them one line that really stood out to me tonight though which i thought was kind of cool is the um 
was I forgot who it was now. Shoot, I maybe not Daryl. Uh, one of them when they were standing on the hilltop and, and or the the hillside and they were looking down at the zombies that were the walkers that were basically mulling around kind of in in a in a circle right and he mm-hmm. says well have you ever seen them do that before and and then they start talking about the evolution and all of that and then somebody says um th- you know they keep coming it mm-hmm. th- and t- that to me is sort of like an important little line to put in because once again we don't know what's happening in the outside world we don't know what's happening outside of the the fields or the theater that we have right now unless you're also following fear the walking dead and then you know of course you know that there's other stuff happening but outside of those theaters you know there could be huge pockets of civilization which have been protected from walkers or that haven't been exposed yet and as those pieces begin to turn as as more and more of our civilization begins to turn more of those walkers will continue to filter into all these other areas so for them it's like okay the threat of the of the walkers doesn't disappear just because their bodies are decaying it seems clear that they are being somehow replenished from another place or another population continues to bring more walkers down because these walkers are the walkers from before they didn't look as decayed even at a six-year mark that i would have expected right they weren't just like falling apart and in the trees and you know because we've seen that before right we've seen that in a in a couple of other scenes do you know what i'm saying no no i understand exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying yep so yeah i mean it's it's very interesting i think that um i think that overall like uh, you have some walkers that are newly newly um, uh, turned or reanimated, and then you have some walkers that are they've just been around for so long, decaying and rotting, and you know um, all of that kind of stuff. So um, you know it's a kind of a mixture of both. And I, right, but the fact that they are being replenished—well, replenished isn't the right word. The fact that there are clearly walkers without advanced decay says that there are walkers coming in that there are newly turned coming in from somewhere that's what i mean they're yeah they're not indigenous to just this area no that's what i'm saying oh okay yeah i'm saying that uh that it's a mixture of both you know right right the newly decayed as well as the uh the um old school walkers from you know dang can you picture that though like you know, people who've been walkers for like so long, you know, they just been roaming around What a tragic life, you know, or, or death, you know, you've been a walker like for six years, you know, <laughs> you've just been, you know, like, I, I, I also, I kind of feel like that's sort of not, I mean, I don't think that that's why Henry did it, but I feel like that's one of the things that separates the living who understand that you know killing walkers isn't just about killing walkers to maintain your own safety it's you kill them because it 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 absolutely is the right thing to do it's awful to leave them yeah kill me if i'm a walker um take me out i'm giving y'all permission i don't want to stay like this oh okay do you have a preferred method kente uh yeah um 
I want a woman who has big no just kidding. <laughs> Let me not say wow. that. Wow. Let me not say that. Um You I, just want to be smothered. As a walker, I don't think you're actually gonna notice, but Well, I mean, do it before I turn. You know. Oh. Right there before you go. I turn, uh, some lady can just, you know take me out that way. Wow, that's horrible. No, that's, that's actually, actually lovely. really horrible. It's actually lovely. What a way to go. <laughs> I don't want to be the one responsible for that. Oh, well, I mean, you know, it's a... I, I, I feel like we are relatively, we could be relatively safe here on this island because all we would have to do is basically concentrate and get rid of the walkers that appeared, right? Mm-hmm. And then we could get busy rebuilding society and stuff. But we're on an island. So it's not like, you know, the walkers aren't going to learn how to fly a plane tomorrow and land a bunch of walker tourists or something. I feel like we'd be pretty safe. But the problem is that everybody's, uh, you know, so if, somebody, well, if people were to die, now, they would now, start Jen, you, you, you remember in the, the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, it's like yeah, there was one point, one scene where they're like, going, gentlemen, let's take a walk. And they walked. Uh, you know, so if the they zombies... Would, they, could, it, they could get it, to the... They could get to it, the it, island. If the walkers are going to walk across the Pacific Ocean, I'll be dead by the time they get here. Of old age. So, I feel okay with that. And they're not... I'm good. They, yeah, they, and they would be walking, not running. Exactly. I mean, they've got some pretty big hurdles to get over, so I'm feeling pretty good about my chances. Well, right but now. it'd be the ones that came from the come from the other islands, not just from you know, not like that part. It'd be from coming from the other islands. Oh, good point. Good point. Well, in that case, we'll just have to hope that our resident tiger shark population takes care of them. <clears throat> there you go. That's right. All right. So let's um um. Oh, I want to real quick uh, say rest in peace to Ricky Jay. I don't know if you guys know Ricky Jay. He was an actor, uh, a magician. He died on the 24th. Um, Yeah. He he was in a lot of stuff like Boogie Nights, and he was in in a lot of films um, by uh, um, David Mammoth. Uh, He he was in quite a bit of stuff. Fantastic uh, magician, fantastic actor uh very very sad he'll definitely be missed he had a big storied career yeah so he was uh 70 years old so 70 uh, was in a lot of stuff he was a very prolific uh actor so uh, you know and uh if you've ever seen his magic uh the dude was, uh, was great you know so uh one of my uh, the first movie he was in was this movie called House of Games, um, which was a David Mamet uh, film. Uh, really good stuff, and you know, um, also he was in uh, the Spanish Prisoner and Boogie Nights and Tomorrow. Night. Spanish Prisoner is a good movie. Great, isn't that such a really good movie? Like I love it. it it's so underrated. It's a good movie. I love I love um, David Mamet's work. Uh, really good stuff. So um, definitely check him out. Fantastic. All right. So let's start off with you, Olaf. How can people get you on social media and all that good stuff? Well, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter. 
uh, under Olaf Barbosa. It's like, uh, as I say, is like, you know, don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and uh, I do have a itchy trigger finger. Hey, a couple of, couple of other announcements with me that uh, are, well, at least another one. Uh, come this Tuesday, I will be <clears throat> on local TV. A lot of you know that I do uh, uh, volunteer as a Santa for the local animal uh, shelter. And uh, this uh, coming Tuesday, I will be on local, it's like local channel WHAS 11. Uh, talking about, I will be in my full Santa gear talking about, uh, it's like uh, we're talking about doing the uh, with the animals, it's like working with the animal shelters and the animal rescue league locally. So that's what I got coming up Tuesday. All right, all right, all right. And uh, what about you, Jen? <clears throat> so okay, uh, first of all, you can find me on Twitter at following bliss one, um, and you can find me on the web at criticallaughs.com with two f or two l's. Um, Excuse me. I do want to say that Movies Make the Meal this month, this coming month, is going to have a big Christmas section. I've got 10 separate Christmas movies that I have already pre-watched and created little recipes. And then I've got two big Christmas theme nights. So <clears throat> lots of recipes, lots of movies to watch, lots of ideas to sort of make things feel cinematic on Christmas Eve or during a Christmas party and some out of the way ideas about uh, Christmas cinema that you may not have heard about but are really worth watching. So be looking for that. It's at www.moviesmakethemeal.com. All right. And you can get me at Kente F on uh, Twitter. And also, you can get me at Kente Ferguson. It's K-I-N-T-E-F-E-R-G-E-R-S-O-N on Instagram. And, of course, you can get our website, uh, IndyRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. Uh, you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you back 2019 to finish up this season. Uh, you guys have a great rest of your night, and God bless. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V.